Leah here. Welcome to another episode of Chingona, a podcast about women who inspire with their heart and their hustle. In today's episode, Karen and I talk our thoughts and feelings on the new Wonder Woman movie. We also talk extensively about superhero movies from our formative years and why they were so emo. We get into the white Chrises of the superhero cinematic universe, and there's even some talk about capes. It was a fun episode to record. We hope you like it, or at least dislike it enough to tell us about it on your social medium of choice. Also, we recorded this at the end of a really long and terrible workday for me. So if I sound low energy, it's because I had a hard day just being an adult. There are movie spoilers ahead, so listen at your own risk. You've been warned. So yeah, we saw Wonder Woman this past weekend, like most of the general population, and vagina people. We yeah, <laughs> and uh, we were inspired to create this mini episode, if you will, just kind of discussing our thoughts about it and whatnot. Wait, and so three disclaimers right off the bat: if you haven't seen Wonder Woman. Get the fuck out of here and come back when you've seen it, because we're going to spoil it, I'm thinking. Unless you're into spoilers, yeah. in which case, keep listening. I mean, we're not cops. We don't tell you what to do. But just a suggestion, we're going to talk about the movie. Second disclaimer, I don't know a lot about history. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like, look up about World War One or Greek mythology before I did this, so... If we get something wrong, just, you know, um, let us know nicely, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and the third disclaimer is that I don't know any, I'm not a comic book person, but I love comic book movies, so. Same. So if you're going to tweet at us, like, actually in the comic books, blah, 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 that's fine. But, you know, just know that we're coming from a place of movie lovers. Yes. Okay. That's good. Because yeah. I, I hadn't thought about those disclaimers. Um, so what was your favorite part? Um, all of it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Karen and Leah here. Yeah, that's our favorite. She's like, oh, right, uh, and, and we're the people that have this podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so, well, so I saw it, I saw a Saturday noon showing in Longmont, where I live with my husband, and A, I was super sick, <laughs> so I took a whole bunch of cold medicine. 
Um, it's hard to enjoy something when you're on cold medicine. Yeah. And feeling sick. But I was like, everyone's talking about Wonder Woman. I'm gonna fucking see this movie. I don't. I don't care. I'm. I'm gonna go see it. Um. I loved a lot of it. You know what I was thinking of actually. Um. Well, the little girl actress was, I hate to say this, she was not great. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> but I was just thinking about the scene very up top where, like, she's looking up to the Amazon women and, like, pretending to fight like them. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking of all the other superhero movies that I've seen, and none of them, I can't think of a single one where they have, like, a role model that they're emulating. It's always, like... Some dude gets superpowers somehow, gets really moody, and, like... Encounters a moodier villain. Right. And somehow there's a girl involved. Defeats moody villain, wins girl. Usually. Or girl dies. Yeah. A la Spider-Man. Think about it, like, Batman, you know, he's fueled by anger because his parents died. Spider-Man, fueled by anger because Uncle Ben died. Like, no one ever was just, like kind of had, like, a positive entry into super super heroism. Mm-hmm. And I, that really stands out to me, that she was like, ooh, I'm going to be like them. Yeah. Especially with all the adorable pictures of little girls dressing up as Wonder Woman. I know. I saw this great picture on Twitter, probably, and it was, like, a little girl standing next to the Wonder Woman poster, and she was also dressed up as Wonder Woman, and she just kind of, like, <laughs> looking up at the poster. And it made me, it got, I got teary-eyed because it's just, like, this little girl thinks she's a badass now because this other woman is a badass, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I also, I really liked about the movie. I'm trying to think if I had a favorite part. I don't know. I really liked about the movie, and this has been said in other reviews because I immediately went and looked up all the other <laughs> material that I could. Um... But, like, woman, woman, wonder woman. (laughs) Woman, woman. You know, woman, woman. (laughs) Diana, um, she doesn't fuck around. She's, like, there's none of this, like, I don't know if I should kill people or, like, I don't know if if I'm evil or am I a good thing for the world. She's just, like, I'm going to the front and I'm stopping this. Yeah. She doesn't get sidetracked. She doesn't, she just is, like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going. Yeah. Um... And then I also really liked Gal Gadot's acting when she gets mad at Steve Trevor when she's just like, what the fuck? This is your general? Like, yeah. Like, you're going to allow him to do this? Yeah, that was amazing. I My favorite part, hands down, was when, <laughs> with Steve Trevor, that's his name? We can just call him Chris Pine. Chris Pine's character gathers his, like, band of merry men, mm-hmm. and they're supposed to go to, like, the front lines or whatever, and they get to the point where, I guess it's called No Man's Land, mm-hmm. and they're just like, these men have been here for X amount of time, and they can't get past because these people are shooting at them and whatnot, oh, and yeah. Wonder Woman is just like, okay, well, let me handle this. So she, like, takes off her cloak And just, like, starts walking toward enemy fire. And then, like, the music swells and she's just being a badass. And, like, that scene really made me... It made me tear up because I just thought of, like, how every little girl 
is watching this and she gets to have that feeling that little boys get to have all the time when they see superhero movies because they're seeing this person who looks like them, so to speak, do these amazing things. And also I'm just like a sucker for good movie scores. And so when you pair like that action sequence with good music, uh, I, I just, I loved that part. That was my favorite part. It really got me. I do wish that they hadn't. I I realize it's not because I did. I read a review on. I think it was Slate, and it's probably the only Wonder Woman review that I've read. Jeff told me about that, and I was that it was like it's not as feminist as you think. Yeah, it's not as feminist as you think. Which, like, fine, you know, fair points. Right. Um, it is not the most feminist movie, but it's getting there. You know, progress, not perfection, but. I could have, I probably could have done without, like, the love story. I kind of wish she would have just been uh, Chris Pine's partner in crime, so to speak. Um, I do think it was a little bit Disney-esque in the sense where he's, like, about to die and he tells her, I love you, and it's like, how long have you known each other? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that part was kind of, it felt kind of forced for me, but... I mean, it's still one of those, like, you know, you like Star Wars even though Jar Jar Binks is fucking terrible kind of things, so. And just, I haven't read the Slate review, and I love you, Slate. I listen to your podcast, but just just let us like things. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're the ones that are always, like, shitting on on stuff. Like, they're the ones that start the backlash to something, and I'm just like, I want to hear it. I'm, yeah. I'm all in. Um, I like that the feminism in Wonder Woman felt real. Mm-hmm. Like, it made sense because so often, like, you see, like, a quote-unquote feminist movie, movie, and a lot of the times, like, it doesn't feel like, unless it's based on a true story, and even then it's punched up so much. Mm-hmm. It just, like, they're in the teens. Like, in the, they're in, like, 1918, 1919. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked that in Wonder Woman, Chris Pine never is like, you can't do that. You're a woman. He's yeah. Just, he's just kind of like, okay. Like, I'm going to let you do this thing. Yeah, he's just like, all right. And it makes sense that she, because she comes from the mascara, she's not stupid. She just doesn't understand why we do the things the way that she's basically in culture shock for a lot of the movie. Yeah. And so when people like the little things, like when she is trying on dresses and she's like trying to do a high kick in them and like, how do you fight in this? Or when she, <laughs> when she wants to go into a room and so she just goes into it and everyone like is like, hum, hum, hum. yeah, there's a woman <laughs> in this all male meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked that. Even like weirdly, because the because the feminist character came from an all female island, yeah. like it made perfect sense. She's basically like an alien. Like of course our stupid backwards sexist customs in nineteen eighteen don't make any sense to her. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing I liked that she wasn't stupid. Yeah, Gal Gadot did a really good job of being like, I don't understand this. But I don't understand it because, not because I'm a female or just because it's stupid, just because it's not, I don't know, not how it is where I'm from. Right. Yeah. She seems really strong and, like, in charge, 
and not concerned about the things that she doesn't understand that don't make any sense to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this was directed by a woman, and I feel like... Uh, you, did you see Batman versus Superman? I didn't. People keep telling me not to. I still want to, and because people tell me not to, it makes me want to see it even more, because I don't like people telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but that was her first appearance, right? Yeah, and the thing about Batman, I won't like spoil it for you, but just the vibe of the movie is very emo. Like, like both Batman and Superman are, like, in their own sort of, like, hot topic, like, <laughs> My Chemical romance. romance. Like, I totally felt like, <laughs> I don't know who I am, and, like, all this, like, shit that you did when you're 15, and I just remember sitting in the theater and just, now I know that when I saw that movie, I was like, ugh, give me a break. Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> And I love that Wonder Woman, like, that's not the conflict in the movie. She's somehow, like, very self-confident. Yeah. Self-confident, self-aware. Right. Yeah, it's not like a, an inter, not interpersonal intro. It's just not emo. Like, yeah. she just, she, she knows what she wants and she's going out to get it. And, and the thing that is driving her is that, like, people are dying. She actually cares about people, mm-hmm. which is great. Because a lot of superhero movies lately, they don't seem to care about anybody. Besides the girl. Yeah. Or, like, my father. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's basically the two categories. Like, the girl or my father. (laughs) I thought that the movie was set in World War II at first, until the secretary lady says the thing about, like, that's how we're going to get the right to vote. And then it, like, all hit me, like, oh, fuck, this is World War One <laughs> Again, I was on a lot of cold medicine. But I like that because the whole movie, I don't think, would have worked as well if they put it in World War II. First of all, because it'd be way similar to Captain America, uh, whatever his debut movie was. So this was World I felt like this worked a lot better because she keeps talking about, like, oh, we just need to kill Ares, the god of war, and then, like, it's all over. And when I thought it was World War II, I was thinking, are they just going to make Hitler Ares? (laughs) Seamless. Yeah. That's just face swap. (laughs) Because that seemed a little bit insensitive to be like, all that was wrong with World War II was just that, like, war. Yeah, I was like, well, there's a lot wrong there. <laughs> um, but World War I makes a lot of sense because Chris Pine even says, like, you know, this is a complicated war and everyone wishes they were not in it, but we're in it now and we can't get out. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because, okay, to my uneducated mind, what I remember from school is that World War I started because someone assassinated Franz Ferdinand, who was, like, the Archduke of something he was important somehow and then the whole war the whole world like went to war and it's just like you do kind of feel like couldn't you just have worked this out in another way (laughs) so another thing that i even though she was kind of i wouldn't say merciless like she doesn't have the superman code to where he doesn't kill people but i still kind of rather enjoyed her 
naivety, so to speak, to where she was like, oh, you just stopped the god of war and then everything will be okay. Because it is such a wholesome and kind of grand idea that if you stop the main person that everything will be okay. And that's something that you can kind of only get away with in movies. But it's still a nice thing to think about, even though it's not how it works in real life. It's nice to see it and to see somebody really kind of fully believe that. on tv it just kind of makes me think like oh there's better and we can obviously create better on screen and maybe somehow some way it'll translate to reality yeah so i really liked that about her and i'm i'm just forming this idea so maybe it won't come across very well (laughs) unlike my fully cooked ideas previously (laughs) um but i feel like maybe we like superhero movies right now because the world is so fucking complicated. Like, people in the Middle East hate us because we did this thing because someone else did this other thing. And it's just like, ugh. Everything's terrible. Yeah. And so maybe we we like to go to these superhero movies because there's just one big bad dude that if you can take down with enough, like, roundhouse kicks, then, like, yeah, it's all better. And so it was super interesting to see her kind of, like, charging through the whole movie with that mentality and then at the very end like realizing like oh no these humans are like they've got terrible they're they're they've got problems (laughs) um and it almost like even i mean her face in that moment where she's holding her head in her hands and like trying to figure it out it was that was amazing to me yeah i think she did a really good job I do, too. I think, were a lot of people disappointed that she was picked as Wonder Woman initially? I mean, probably. There's always someone disappointed. I think what it was is the trailer came out, and her accent... Of course, they chose, like, the cheesiest lines for the trailer. And, like, her accent, and you just mash all those lines together, she sounds like not a good actress. Mm -hmm. But I thought in the movie she did a really good job. I do, too, yeah. And I know... We're not supposed to, like, sexualize women, but she's so beautiful. Yeah. God, she was really beautiful. And then to find out that she was pregnant yes. during, during some of the filming of the movie, it was like, Amazing. what? Can you, ima- can you imagine being a Gal Gadot's daughter and then B being like, oh, yeah, I filmed a woman, Wonder Woman while you were inside of me? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, yeah. one... I, there are, like, five things I didn't like about this movie, and number one on the list is just, I loved her costume, and I feel like, I feel like a lot of that was the female director, uh, Patty Jenkinson's, like, viewpoint of being like, no, don't have her boobs falling out of her bodice, like, Mm -hmm. don't be, like, her costume to me made sense, because all the places that are uncovered you would want to be uncovered so you'd have a lot of movement. Yeah. And so I love that. Like, she could actually, it was, it made sense. But she has heels. Like, oh, why? I didn't notice that. She has, like, they're subtle. Are they heels or are they? They're like wedge boots. Isn't that what, maybe that was her just trying to be true to, like, the, the costume. I was just unhappy with that one teeny <laughs> tiny detail because I'm like, no, there's no argument for wedge boots in combat <laughs> other than just to look good. <laughs> like, everything else is perfectly fine. Also, is she 
Is she tall? Because there was this one scene, or is Chris Pine <laughs> short? Or did they, like, make her look tall? Because there's this one scene where they're standing side by side, and I was like, shit, she's tall. And as a 5'1 woman, I, to see her, like, mm. match up in height with Chris Pine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, A, I think, like, in the mythology of the movie, the Amazons are tall. Gal Gadot... That, I mean, they're called Amazons, so right. that makes sense. And I think Gal Gadot is tall because she's a model. Let's see. She's 5'10". 5'10". So, yeah. That's the cutoff to be on America's Next Top Model. <laughs> Fun fact. Because <laughs> I remember watching it, and they said that, and I was like, well, there's no hope for me. <laughs> Chris Pine is six foot. Okay, so in her wedge boots, she was probably, yeah, his same height. Can we objectify men for a second? Yes. Do you remember our conversation surrounding Chris Pine in Star Trek, the second? Yes. <laughs> I didn't see it in this movie. Me neither. He looks way better. Yeah. Okay, okay wait, wait. So, so go ahead. <laughs> a few months ago, I went over to Karen's house, and we were watching Star Trek. Which the one? The second one. The most recent one. Not, the one with Benedict. No, not that one. The one after Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. The non-Benedict Cumberbatch Star Trek. Right. That wasn't the first one. Um, so there was just a close-up on Chris Pine, quite a few close-ups. And I was watching the movie on the couch, and I was like, man, like, Chris Pine looks really aged. He's got a lot of wrinkles on his face, which is fine. He just looked a lot more aged than I remembered. And I, we were wondering, well, maybe they aged him for the movie because I know he's about 36 and Ryan Gosling is 36 and he didn't look as aged as Chris Pine did. And it made me kind of sad to see him look yeah. as aged as he did. And in this movie, gotta say, didn't look... Looked didn't, great. He looked great. Yeah. Didn't look aged at all. Yeah. Maybe he was just like a really tiring shoot on Star Trek. Who knows? I thought... Okay, so... Back when we saw Star Trek, that sparked a debate about whether the actor Chris Pine has just fallen on some tough times face-wise, or... <laughs> As we all do at some point in our life. Or, option B, because in the plot of that Star Trek movie, Captain Kirk is just kind of, like, done with a capital D. Like, mm. you remember? He's just sort of like... Oh, maybe they were subtly aging him? But it's so subtle. It's such a subtle thing. <laughs> and now, I think, thinking back, maybe it's just because all the light, all the lighting in the Star Trek movie... Sure, it's very fluorescent. Yeah, it's very harsh, because it's all spaceshipy lighting. Yeah. And maybe... So maybe it made him just look... Maybe, and nobody looks good in spaceshipy lighting. Mm -mm. When we go into space, I demand, like, low-level <laughs> yellow lighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. No, he looked great in this movie. He did. Of the three white Chrises that take place <laughs> in the superhero... Sorry, four. Yeah, because there's Chris Pine, Chris Evans with the ass. Chris how I always think of him. Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Since we're already bringing up the four white, white Chris's, I was ranking. <laughs> <The four> them, <laughs> I was ranking them at work in my head today, as I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I know 
we're going way off topic here. No, it's fine. Uh, but for me, it'll always be Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, Pratt. I don't have the love for Chris Pratt the way most of the general population oh, does. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> I'm going to go Pratt, Evans. No, wait. Oh, this is tough. Hemsworth has the accent. Yeah, but Evans is Evans. I'm going to put Pine at the bottom. I know that for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Hemsworth, Pratt, Evans Pine. That's my Chris ordering. The white Chris. Yeah. White tweet, Chris ordering. Tweet us your Chris ordering. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Is there another Chris? And then in this, this, literally this morning, I was like, well, Christoph Waltz is a Chris, and I love Christoph Waltz, and he's arguably like one or two if we're putting him in there. Not a superhero, but a great Chris nevertheless. <laughs> a great Chris. <laughs> Top in my list of Chris's, you're at least in the top five. <laughs> yeah, he definitely beats out Pratt and Pine for sure. <laughs> Shout out to Christoph Waltz. <laughs> we know you listen. <laughs> Anyways, um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, what else about this movie? It was great. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I've I've read that some people didn't like the ending. Like, ugh, whatever. It was a superhero movie ending. Yeah, it was a very... There was nothing super special about the ending, but the movie as a whole I thought was pretty special. The love story did get to me because I realized, like, walking out of the theater, like, oh, man, they would have had, like, so many good times together as she, like, learns more about Mm. the world. And all of a sudden it's like this person that introduced her to everything is just, nope. Yeah. Yeah, I almost, I did kind of like the ending because it was, I mean, I didn't like that he told her that he loved her after they've known each other for like a week. It was mm-hmm. super Disney princess in that aspect, but it did kind of be seem that he did, he did the thing that he needed to do, mm-hmm. and I liked that. Which part did you cry at? The The part where she's going into no man's land. Oh, yeah. Oh man, Jeff and I looked at each other. Have you seen Lord of the Rings yes. the movies? Okay. You <laughs> So so my husband Jeff and I are both big fans and big nerds and when she's like we have to go there and he's like that's no man's land. No man can cross it. Jeff and I both looked at each other with like I this am no man. Exactly. I thought I swear to god I was just like she, I thought she was going to say I am no man and just like run out there. But <laughs> Oh. oh, and I thought that uh, Robin Wright was amazing in the Yeah, for beginning. sure. Oh, my God. I thought it was weird. It was very strange to hear everyone trying to match, like, Gal Gadot's accent. Like, oh, I didn't catch that. Well, like, Robin Wright is, like, doing the accent. Mm. And it's just jarring because you're like, no, you're Claire Underwood. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't watch House of Cards, but I'm, I'm familiar with the, the Underwood name. Yeah. Um, no, maybe they were trying to make it seem like it was the Amazonian right. accent. Since it doesn't exist, they could kind of play with it. That's the only thing I can think of. It was really badass. And I, I loved the cinematography when they slowed down the action sequences. And you could kind of see them like bend backwards on a horse and shoot someone yes. with an arrow. Man, that that first battle is just like 
On the beach? Yeah, because you're seeing them training and, like, they look like badass women. Like, they look like straight-up chingonas. Like, you wouldn't want to fuck with them. Yeah. And then, but then they show you, like, what they could actually do. Because I was with, I was right there with their, with Chris Pine when, like, the Germans roll up and he's, and the Amazons are going to, like, fight them. And he's like, uh, you guys have guns, right? And I'm just (laughs) thinking, like, oh, no, this is, like... So many are gonna die. Yeah, but they hold their own actually. Yeah. And it makes that was cool. It makes sense yeah. to me. It was really amazing. Of the I don't know, I wouldn't say it's in like my top three favorite superhero movies. What are your top three? X-Men Days of Future Past. Yes, that one is so good. Which I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of shit for. No, that one's one of the best ones. The way I can describe it is I've said this before and I've tweeted it at least twice, but I want to find a man that makes me feel the way X-Men Days of Future Past makes me feel, (laughs) if that makes any sense. But it's just, it's a movie that I can watch over and over again and it always just kind of makes, just that, uh, you can't see what I'm doing right now, but it's such a good movie. That's one I love Deadpool. That's probably two. Mm. I'm also a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong there. Three, I don't know what my... I, I haven't really given it much more thought besides slots one and two. So I don't know where I would rank Wonder Woman, but it's it would be up there for sure. Would you consider Star Wars movies like superhero movies, or is that like no, a separate genre? That's okay. a separate genre. Because then, in that case, you—I mean, Harry Potter. Would right. I okay. Would go with that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. I saw Logan, which I don't think you've seen. Yet. I haven't seen it yet. Heard it's really good, though. Really, I think that's my top. Mm. Logan is actually my top. And then, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. X Men: Days of Future Past. That's a really good movie. It is really good. Um, oh man, I, I'm gonna watch it. And then I'll probably go Guardians of the Galaxy one. See, I don't remember. I remember liking Guardians of the Galaxy one, but I only saw it the one time, and I remember liking it. But because I don't remember it enough, I can't rank it appropriately. And I've seen Deadpool and Days of Future Past at least eighty times. And then so... Deadpool again. <laughs> I remember there was a a hot minute where the second. X-Men, like the one that came out in 2003, I really liked that one. I don't think it would hold up to the movies now since superhero movies have gotten so much more immaculate, but at the time, that was my jam. All right, embarrassing story. Daredevil used to be one of my favorite movies. (laughs) And honestly, I would... Like, if you ask me, like, do you want to watch Daredevil right now? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Why? Because I was in that phase, and they were like... It was an emo-type movie yes, also. Yes, Okay, imagine Stefan from SNL and just, like, selling it to, like, 14-year-old me. Like, this movie's got everything. <laughs> Blind, brooding superhero? Check. Like... <laughs> Like, Electra throwing knives? Check. Like, <laughs> leather? Check. Leather? Check. Um, what's that fucking band? Um, um, I don't know. My Chemical Romance. No, they already made an appearance. No, <laughs> Evanescent Soundtrack? Check. 
Oh, okay. Now that we're that reminds me. I used to really love um, the Punisher. That movie that came out. I oh think yeah, Aaron Eckhart with Nick Cage. No. Oh, the Punisher. Um, let me let me find it. But it also came out when I was like in sixth grade, right. and it had a badass soundtrack because it had Drowning Pool, it had Smile Empty Soul. You said Evanescence, but it didn't come out. What is... They're from Little Rock. My mom will kill me if I um, tell everyone they're from The singer from Evanescence did... Uh, she was, like, featured in the song with another artist from another band. But that movie had a great soundtrack. The Punisher. Let okay, me... look it up, and then I'm just going to make this point of, like... <laughs> obviously, it's so fucking... Am I saying fuck too much? I don't care. Okay. Sorry. We say... I say fuck a lot. I'm sorry. 2004. Um, wow. Thomas Jane was the name of the guy who played the Punisher. John Travolta came out. Wow. Huh. Whatever happened to that guy? That guy hasn't... I've never heard of that man. He... Who? Thomas Jane. I don't see what else he's come out in. Came out in the mist. Hold on. Can we pause? Because my editor is texting me. Seether! Seether. Seether and Amy Lee from Evanescence were also... Did a song for the Punisher soundtrack. Oh, it was such a great soundtrack. Anyways. Yeah, that guy Thomas Jane, he came out in The Mist, which was a terrible... Oh, that was... I saw that in theaters, too. Deep Blue Sea. Uh, Again, terrible. Original Sin. The Sweetest Thing. I remember him in The Sweetest Thing. Boogie Nights. And he's come out in a lot of Oh, he came out in The Crow, City of Angels? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I was just going to say that this, you know, the Wonder Woman has been heralded as, like, because they didn't think that a female superhero could carry one of these, like, big tentpole movies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the last ones were, like, Elektra and Catwoman, and those were terrible. Yeah, I know Elektra was terrible. I don't remember my feelings on Catwoman. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've only listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about it, mm. um, and it sounds terrible. Because she literally acts like a cat, which no one wants that. Yeah, I'm team Michelle Pfeiffer when it comes to the three Catwomans. Well, the three Catwomans that, of the newer generation. Oh, I was going to say, like, have you seen Eartha Kitt's not, Catwoman? Not counting Eartha Kitt. She is in a level all on her own. I really love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, though. And it's just, like, the point that I'm trying to make is, like, obviously, as we sit here and recount all of the superhero movies that we've seen in theaters and paid, like, full price over the last, what, 10, 15 years? Are we that old? Um, I mean, I'm definitely not 15. (laughs) (laughs) Or 10. No, but over the last, like, most recent 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, obviously, we've been giving money to these companies, you know, to go see these superhero movies. And this is the first one that I kind of left feeling like, yeah. Like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, of course women like to see superhero movies. Like, of course. Like, mm-hmm. why did they think that only a male superhero could carry a movie? Like, that seems so asinine to me. It's beyond comprehension. And I remember, even though, so in the third, in X-Men The Last Stand, Jean Grey, it's when she kind of turns into her villainous... She's kind of becoming a... a, Yeah. Oh, yeah. She becomes the phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so she was kind of... I mean, she's always kind of a main character, but she became more of a... I don't know, a face in that movie, like a main face. Right. And I remember people not really liking that 
that X-Men either. Well, it's because Jean Grey doesn't have a lot of personality in the, those movies. That's true. She's, like, the most powerful character in that universe. But, like... Yeah, she's, she's kind of bland. She can't decide between she's, Wolverine and um, Scott. Scott. Like, come on, man. I mean, no one really likes Cyclops, but James Marsden? Love. Mm. So, I mean... So, yeah, it is kind of cool to see all, like, I'm that, I was saying Phoenix because past female-led superhero movies have just not been successful, and so people don't think that it can happen, but Wonder Woman is proof that it can be done, and it can be done well. Yeah, and then ScarJo is the only, no, she's one of two characters in the Avengers that don't have any powers besides... Hawkeye. Yeah. Her character frustrates me in the Avengers movies. I've only seen, I think, one, maybe two oh, I of broke the it. Avengers movies. Damn it. So I can't... Her, I feel like her character also doesn't have a lot of personality. It, she does. She's just like... It's that same emo thing. Because she's supposed to be like an assassin, right? Right. So, I don't know. Assassins can't have feelings. Yeah. I don't know, I've never met one, nor am I one, so... I just really like that Wonder Woman says what she's thinking. She's not brooding. She's not unsure about things. Mm-hmm. She's just... And I also like, because all the superheroes are presented as, like, the absolute best of the best of, like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Wonder Woman has the boost of being half or god. created by a god. Yeah, yeah or whatever. Sure. But I, again, I just really liked that she, like, if she went back to the mascara, she, I feel like she'd be like, guys, you wouldn't believe what I did. And then her friends and stuff would be like, I would have done, like, yeah, you know what I mean? She's not even, like, she's the, not considered a, a big shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's not the best, which I just, I love that, like, that she. Yeah, because it kind of keeps you humble. Yeah. She doesn't, she, I mean, she has that I want to save the world mentality. But she doesn't have the big head that comes with it. Oh, can I just say? No. Oh. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. End of podcast. Bye. <laughs> yes, you may say. Thank you. Um, Chris Pine, I understand that there were a lot of emotions going on and that you really want to end this war. But, like, just think for a second and maybe don't just like sneak in and grab the book like right that moment like right or be so obvious when you're right. walking away like fall in line with everyone else is doing and blend in yeah yeah that <laughs> i thought he did some really cool spy shit in this movie but that sort of like that he it's like that book is everything and then he just like like tries to like he tries to moonwalk out of there, and he can't. No. This could have been prevented had you just had some more chill, Chris Pine. Yeah, like, knock on the door and be like, uh, general, sir, blah, 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 blah. You know, like... Verbatim. That's the next script. Yeah, hit me up, I'll help you write the sequel. It'll be all sound effects. Um, oh, the villains, I mean, this has been said, the villains are cartoonishly evil, mm-hmm. and the other time that Jeff and I looked at each other is when they literally, like, did something evil and then turned to each other and went, like, <laughs> When was that? They, like, 
Oh, it's the part where he like gasses the the good Nazis, I guess, or like the the. Mm. <laughs> Is that um, a thing? Steven, edit that out. <laughs> um, he gasses the people that want peace. Yeah, and then he throws in the gas mask, and she's like, "But that won't do anything." <laughs> and he's just like, "I know." They won't. They don't know that. And they literally turn to each other and go, wow. <laughs> I forgot they did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cheesy. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that we should discuss? Awesome. Go Turn see to... it. Go see it again. The next March, let's all dress up as Wonder Woman. Yeah. Unless it's cold. In which case, we'll wear that really awesome cape that she has on in the photo. Oh, I know. Can we just talk about her cape? Capes, cape corner. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I have to get into cape corner. <laughs> okay, capes on superhero costumes are stupid because they would not help in a fight. They don't help you fly. Yeah, Edna Mode from The Incredibles had the right idea. Yes. No capes. No. But Wonder Woman's cape, which she only puts on when it makes sense. Was it a cape or like a coat cloak cape? Cloak, it, I suppose. Because I felt like it had a front, no? I think it was a cloak. Okay, cloak, yeah. Cloaks need to come back. I agree. She looks good in that cloak. That's what I have to say for Cape Corner. I'd wear a cloak. Mm-hmm. Send us your cloaks. <laughs> Send us photos of you and your cloaks <laughs> at Chingona Podcast. That's actually the whole reason we're doing this podcast. Like, eventually we can just ask people to send us things. Um, let's have Wonder Woman on She's a Chingona. Yeah, for sure. And then I've not seen interviews with her, but Me I've either. seen gifts of her interviews, and she's super cute, and she just seems like a, a cool person to hang out with. Yeah. And, well, I mean, not to get into, like, global political chisness, but since she's an Israeli citizen and all Israelis are conscripted into the Israeli army, like, she has been a soldier, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So they, they conscript men and women into the army. Disclaimer number four, I don't really know anything about how the Israeli army works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we may need to make a correction in the next episode. <laughs> correction corner. <laughs> Disclaimer corner, correction corner. But yeah, no, go see it again. What are your thoughts? Do you disagree? Do you agree? Let us know. And we may or may not talk about it on the next episode. Who knows? We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're sitting on my bed right now. Ooh, you know what the next episode is, though? <laughs> you just looked real panicked. No, well, because I, I think the next up is the Cuba Cuba lady. Yeah. And um, I kind of thought of, or when we were talking about just like Wonder Woman's personality. The, she reminds me a lot of her. Yeah, right? Oh my god. Because people kept telling her, preview for the next episode, um, we interview this lady who everyone told her that course there's no way you can open a restaurant like no 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 and she just did it anyway yeah and she's super successful now and it's the food is delicious mm -hmm. secret sandwiches secret oh clue hint not clue hint to the next episode yeah um get yourself a sandwich 
<laughs> Cuban, preferably. Um, so anyways, this has been another episode of Chingona with Karen and Leah. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Follow us on the things. Yeah. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chingona Podcast. That's C-H-I-N-G-O-N-A Podcast. Visit our website, ChingonaPodcast.com, where you can email us, listen to episodes, sign up for our newsletter, all that jazz. We're also on iTunes. Our name is essentially bleeped out because it's technically profanity, but we're there anyway. Our logo is a space or galaxy cat, so maybe that'll help you find us. Show us some love. We'll talk to you soon.